Welcome to the Flatline with your host, Rick Hughes. For the next 30 minutes, you'll be inspired, motivated, educated, but never manipulated. Now, your host, Rick Hughes. Good morning and welcome to the Flatline. I'm your host, Rick Hughes. And for the next few minutes, I'd like to ask you to stay with me. The Flatline, 30 minutes of motivation, some inspiration, a whole lot of education, but it's all designed to remind you of biblical truths and introduce you to a new way of studying, an in-depth way of learning God's Word. And it's all done, as I said, without any type of manipulation or even any solicitation. Just 30 minutes of education. So my job here is to verify for you and identify for you, if I can do that, God's plan. And I hope your job will be to orient and adjust to the plan. Remember, the flat line stands for an invisible line of troops in your soul. It's the new way of thinking. It's forming a main line of resistance that keeps the outside sources of adversity before they ever become the inside sources of stress. That's why we always say adversity is inevitable. Stress is optional. By learning God's unique resources, those problem-solving devices, you're able to keep the adversity at a distance. You're able to have divine viewpoint. You're able to maintain a relaxed mental attitude. And you're able to not get stressed out over anything in your life. That's one of the advantages of being a Christian. I mean, we have so many advantages. And sometimes we have to make a course correction in our life when we get off track and forget those advantages. So that's what I want to remind you about today, having a course correction. Uh, taking a look at yourself and seeing some of the things that maybe we need to correct. Today I want to talk to you about volitional responsibility. Volitional responsibility. What is volition? It's your ability to choose. God gave you a soul, the invisible, immortal part of you, and that soul has mentality. You have the ability to think and to logic and to reason, to comprehend. You also have volition. And that's a decider, a chooser. God did not make you into a little bitty automaton or a robot. He gave you free will, freedom to choose. And under the law of volitional responsibility, most of the time we cause our own misery and our own suffering. Uh, this is most common, and it's the first cause for human law of volitional responsibility and suffering in general, and it's a specific cause for suffering, especially in believers. We make our own misery. About 90% of the suffering we go through is self-induced by mismanaging our money, mismanaging our health, or mismanaging our personal relationships. So every human being, whether they're a Christian or not, they have to take the responsibility for their own decisions and for their own actions in life. So we need to understand that we cannot blame other people for our misery. We cannot blame other people if we're unhappy, and we cannot blame other people for our suffering. We must take full responsibility based on our own wrong decisions related to our associations in life, our activities in life, our motives in life, and our function in life. Because it is inevitable that throughout all of our life as a Christian, we are going to sin. We may get into performing human good, thinking that it's glorifying God, when it's not. It's really just evil. And we may fail in getting involved in evil. But volition is the cause for every sin. 
even in insanity or neurosis or psychosis or sociopathic behavior. It's always the volition. And so God's law states in Galatians 6-7, the law of volitional responsibility, Galatians 6-7, be not deceived, God cannot be mocked. Whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. Under the law of volitional responsibility, every one of us, we inflict on ourselves unbearable suffering much of the time from, for example, our personal sins. And we get under divine discipline when we don't rebound and recover from those sins. We suffer from the function of immoral degeneracy in our life. Uh, We suffer when we grieve the Holy Spirit and quench the Holy Spirit. And we just suffer many times because we don't have any common sense. And we make some seriously bad calls, bad judgments, because we get subjective and we get arrogant. We overestimate our own abilities or we fail to see ourselves as we really are. So both a believer and a non-believer, the disadvantaged person, we have to function under the law of volitional responsibility, not only from sin, but also from the laws of divine establishment. Those are the operational laws for the entire human race within the framework of a national entity like America. So there can be intense suffering when we violate the sacredness of life, property, privacy, by committing criminal acts. And there's also suffering when we reject our responsibilities and freedom. So many of our wrong decisions come from our own arrogance. And so God seeks to protect you and me from this, and he's provided parents, he's provided police officers, pastors, coaches, bosses. All of these are types of authority, and uh, we're to orient to that authority. You know, it's obviously that we're kind of a fool since the fall. Man is, essentially. This, this is proved by a tremendous amount of suffering we've experienced throughout every generation in human history. And the reason is because we're all born with handicaps. Some of them are genetic handicaps and flaws. And uh, those are things you're born with, the tendencies you have. And some of them are acquired handicaps, acquired environmental handicaps like drug addiction or alcoholism. Maybe your parents were an alcoholic and, and you know you're not supposed to be drinking, but you do anyhow and you become an alcoholic. That's a genetic handicap. Uh, But then we have decisions that we make and we handicap our own self with our own arrogance flaws, and this adds up to suffering. So we have uh, genetic tendencies and we have chosen tendencies, things that we choose ourselves, the acquired flaws in our life. And so you may be suffering because of a flaw, an acquired flaw, a lust for something in particular. And this is where we get into real problems. So essentially, we manufacture our own problems, and the result is suffering. But wonderfully stated, God manufactures solutions and blessings in the middle of suffering because only our God has provided a system that can turn all cursing into blessing, and that is through the rebound technique. If we're suffering because of sin, because of evil, because of mismanagement of our life, mismanagement of our circumstances. If we go to the Father and we admit our sin, all suffering is turned to blessing. 
The pain may continue for a while, but for a different reason, not because he's trying to discipline us, but because we are needing to learn something. So there are some ways you can make yourself miserable under the law of volitional responsibility. Uh, It applies in several categories of your life, things you think, uh, the reasons you're motivated to do certain things, the decisions that you make, and your actions. So let's put this one first. Negative or wrong thinking is self-imposed misery. What's negative thinking? It's human viewpoint thinking. The Bible clearly states, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. And so we are to think like Christ thought. The Bible clearly says in 1 Corinthians 2.16, the Bible is the mind of Christ. So as we learn God's word and we acquire divine viewpoint, we begin to think correctly. We don't think wrong. Thinking wrong is thinking in terms of arrogance, blind arrogance. And you begin to see yourself as you're not. You think you're something, but you're not. That's, that's having a false self-image, unrealistic self-image, and uh, overestimation of your ability to do something. Negative thinking includes any type of wrong mental attitude, arrogance, any type of bitterness, any type of antagonism, things that cause you to react, to react in your life, things that cause you to get out of the plan of God rather than responding by thinking divine viewpoint. So wrong thinking leads to wrong motivation. And that's also a type of self-imposed misery in your life. Wrong thinking, wrong motivation, and we enter into self-imposed misery long before we make any decisions that cause a lot of suffering. So then we get to our decisions. We make a wrong decision, and that brings more misery. And that wrong decision leads us to a wrong action. And those wrong actions can be classified in one of two ways. Deliberate wrong actions or impulsive wrong actions, which is nothing but self-gratification or self-induced misery, usually based on your emotions. So let's go over that one more time and listen carefully. There are several ways to make yourself miserable. And the law of volitional responsibility applies to each one of these. Wrong thinking, wrong motivation, wrong decisions, and wrong actions. The Bible clearly says in Hosea 8, verse 7, They who sow to the wind shall reap the whirlwind. And in Colossians 3.25, For he who does wrong will receive the consequences of that wrong for which he has done. And there is no partiality with God. There are several categories of wrong decisions which produce this self-induced misery that I'm talking about under the law of volitional responsibility. And the first one would be a wrong decision based on sin. You know what sin is. You don't need me to tell you. And sin can be something you think, something you say, or something you do. So when you make a wrong decision based on one of those motivations to sin, to think something you shouldn't think in a form of lust, to say something you shouldn't say in the form of lying or criticism or backbiting or slander, and to do something you shouldn't do in the result of some actual sin like drunkenness or adultery or fornication or stealing. These are wrong decisions based on the sin nature. 
And uh, when you get involved in that, you're going to come under the hammer from God. If you're suffering today, it may be the hammer of God disciplining you. You have to make that decision. But if you think it is so, then rebound the sin and God will turn the suffering into blessing. Another way we suffer is from wrong decisions based on human good. Now, human good is not divine good. Human good is you doing something that you think is right, but you do it in the wrong way. For example, prayer can be human good. There's a right way to pray and a wrong way to pray. So you can pray all you want to, but if you're praying in the wrong way, it's not going to go any higher than the ceiling. That's why I've told you that verse that says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Sin quenches the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Sin grieves the Holy Spirit. And any good that you do for God while the Holy Spirit is quenched or grieved in your life is human good. And 1 Corinthians 3, 11 through 16 calls it wood, hay, or stubble. When you make a wrong decision based on human good, it's wood, hay, and stubble. It does you no good. You can make a wrong decision resulting in evil in your life. Evil is the perpetuation of Satan's plan for the glorification of mankind. All humanism, progressivism, anything like this can be evil. This is Satan's genius. But you know, you know the, the progressive or the humanist may say, if we could just put a chicken in everybody's pot, if we could give everybody the same amount of money, if we could give everybody this or that, we, then we wouldn't be any more crime, no more sin, we'd all be happy. That's not true. No one can solve the problem of the old sin nature. We all have it. Even the president has an old sin nature. Even a king has an old sin nature. Even a Catholic pope has an old sin nature. Every man born has a sin nature. And we cannot eradicate the sin nature because it's part of our Adamic curse. For by one man sin came into the world and death by sin, and now death is passed on all for all of sin, and the wages of sin is death. So when we allow our sin nature to get in control of our life and to promote satanic plan, humanism, progressivism, socialism, these are all evil. This is saying that if we uh, can make everybody equal, then we'll have a utopia and we'll all be in great shape. And that's not true. Our Lord Jesus Christ said you'll always have the poor with you. Our Lord Jesus Christ said there will always be wars and rumors of wars. The Lord Jesus Christ warned about this. But this is not the satanic plan. The satanic plan is the smokescreen that leads you to get involved in his self-vindication. He doesn't want to go to the lake of fire. He's been sentenced to the lake of fire, and he spends this time in the angelic conflict trying to vindicate himself by means of you failing and you buying into his plan. So we can make a wrong decision based on our sin, based on human good, based on evil, resulting in evil. And we can make wrong decisions based on erroneous emotions in our life. That's the worst reason to make any decision. Emotions don't think. Emotions don't rationalize. Emotions have no common sense. And that's why when emotions get in control of the life of someone, mistakes are made, especially in the lives of young people who think they're in love. 
and their emotions take over, and the next thing you know, we have a problem. And this is true with adults as well. We cannot live by means of our emotion. Emotions are wonderful. I enjoy a wonderful sunset. I enjoy a wonderful sunrise. I enjoy family time. I have so many things that my emotions appreciate, but they don't dictate. They are not designed to dictate. Emotions will take over your life if you let them. You have to learn to think divine viewpoint. It doesn't say let these emotions be in you that was in Christ Jesus in Philippians 2.5. It says let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. So you cannot allow erroneous emotions to control your life. You can also make wrong decisions based on bad judgment in your life, and that's a very common cause. And really it's due to a lack of you having any common sense. You being disoriented to life and not knowing your own limitations. And you can make wrong decisions based on lust. And finally, you can make a wrong decision based on some false teaching that's not true. So self-induced misery and divine discipline are all illustrated in the Word of God. In Proverbs 22:8, he who sows wickedness reaps trouble, and the rod of punishment will surely come. Couldn't be any cleaner, clearer than that, could it? Self-induced misery causes divine discipline. Proverbs 11:22, as a golden ring and a pig's snout, so is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. Self-induced misery. That woman can get so carried away with her beauty that she makes a lot of bad decisions in her mental attitude, and she brings upon herself misery. And uh, any woman can do the same thing, but with the lovely woman, it's much more obvious because she uses her looks to appeal to those who have emotional fire, and that can lead to terrible decisions. In Proverbs 12:13, in the transgression of the lips, which is the sin of your big mouth, is an evil snare. Yes, it is. It's called triple compound discipline, Matthew 7, 1 through 7. So in the transgression of the lips is an evil snare, but the righteous will escape this trouble. In other words, every time you judge somebody, every time you malign somebody, gossip, run down, you are manufacturing misery for yourself. Matthew 7, 1 through 7 says, Judge not lest you be judged, because of what measure you measure, it will be measured to you. And so when you judge or malign an individual, whatever you're accusing them of, that's the discipline you will receive. God takes it off of them, even if it's true, and gives it to you. So it's always a better thing to keep your mouth shut and not stick your nose in other people's business. Of course, it's going to get chopped off by God. In Proverbs 13:20, he who walks with a wise man will be wise but the companion of a fool will suffer misery. So we make good and bad decisions with regard to the people with whom we associate with. Obviously, if you associate with the wrong crowd, then you're making a decision, a volitional decision, that's going to cause you a tremendous amount of unhappiness and suffering in your life. Why did you associate with the wrong crowd? What was your motivation for doing that? Or you were trying to get someone to like you. You're trying to have an affinity with someone. 
You didn't have the courage to stand alone. You needed the support of weak people. Bad, bad decision. In Proverbs 15, 7, better is a dish of cabbage where love is than a Chateaubriand and hatred with it. In other words, you only choose your, you, you not only choose your food, but you must choose the people that you associate with. And bad decisions will limit future options. There is cursing by association and there's blessing by association. And when you associate with criminals, when you associate with evil, you will get discipline. Proverbs 15.33, occupation with the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, but before honor there must come humility. So any good decision that you make based on humility, that'll eventually lead to honor. Based on humility includes virtue love as a problem-solving device. So we have motivational virtue, which is your personal love for God. We have impersonal your uh impersonal love, which is functional virtue, and this is you loving based on who you are, not based on who they are. And so if you make a good decision from humility, which is orientation to the Word of God with the mind of Christ, and you're able to function with unconditional love, then there will be honor. Proverbs 16:18 says, pride, or arrogance, goes before destruction, and an arrogant way of life goes before a fall. So destruction and fall, they both refer to self-imposed, self-induced misery because you violated the law of volitional responsibility. Proverbs 17, 1, better a dry crust with tranquility, that's peace and quiet, than a house full of religion or sacrifices and strife. So, better a dry crust with tranquility than a house full of religion and strife. So, you can understand that one. Tranquility, peace and quiet is better than sacrifices. In Proverbs 17, 13, he who returns evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. In other words, it will not only affect him, but it will also affect everyone associated with him. And this is compounding your self-induced misery to include your family. So if you return evil for evil, uh, evil, if you return evil for good, then evil will not depart out of your house. That's revenge remote motivation, that's retaliation, that's someone treating you good and then you sticking it to them when their back is turned, and it will affect you and affect your whole family. Proverbs 17.20, a person with a perverse right lobe. In other words, a deviation from what is right, being obstinate or petulant, being willfully wrong. A person with a perverse right lobe does not prosper. And he whose tongue is deceitful falls into trouble and misery. More self-induced misery from the law of volitional responsibility because you can't control your tongue. You can't control what you say. If you don't learn to control your words, you will be miserable most of your life. Proverbs 19.8, he who gets wisdom loves his own soul, and he who cherishes understanding prospers. Proverbs 19.15, there's a lot of verses here. Laziness brings on a deep sleep, and the shiftless person will suffer hunger. 
Proverbs 19.16, He who obeys instruction guards his soul, but he who is contemptuous of his own ways will die. Proverbs 19.19, A hot-tempered man must pay the penalty. If you rescue him, you will have to do it again. Proverbs 20.19, A gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid the person who talks too much. In other words, don't associate with people that gossip or you will wind up receiving misery. It's cursing by association. In Proverbs 21.19, better to live in the desert than with a quarrelsome and nagging woman. In other words, making a wrong decision, choosing your marriage partner will cause you to have a life of misery. All of these verses are always there to remind you what God has said about self-induced misery. In Proverbs 22.8, he who sows wickedness reaps trouble. That's, that's law of volitional responsibility. And the rod of God will come to punish him. Proverbs 23.27, a prostitute is a deep pit and a strange woman is a narrow well like a bandit. She lies in wait and multiplies the unfaithful among men bad decision to associate with a prostitute. So the Bible is clear. Two laws of discipline. The law of volitional responsibility and the law of divine punitive action. That's the first time I've said that. Listen, the law of divine punitive action. In the first one, under volitional responsibility, we hurt ourselves, And in the second one, the law of divine punitive action, God brings us discipline to take away the guilt. Three items in the procedure of dealing with problems. You must recognize your problem. Your problem is sinning after you got saved. You must utilize a solution, which is the rebound technique, problem-solving device number one. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And we must develop the 10 problem-solving devices along with our personal sense of destiny and personal love for the Father and we can then share the happiness of God in occupation with Christ. So if the emphasis for God doesn't have the priority in your life, then all your interaction with people will constantly put you out of fellowship, and you'll constantly be making bad decisions. And every bad decision you make motivated from your sin nature comes under the law of volitional responsibility and divine punitive action. Did you hear me? Divine punitive action. God doesn't look forward to disciplining you, but he will. And maybe that's what's going on in your life right now. You must choose. You must decide. It's up to you. I've made it clear. I hope you understood. Until next week, this is your host, Rick Hughes, saying thank you for listening to The Flotline. Thank you for listening to The Flotline with your host, Rick Hughes. If you'd like to contact Rick, please write to him at P.O. Box 100, Cropwell, Alabama, 35054, or online at www.rickhughesministries.org.